from the yeehaws to the yahoos and everything in between, this podcast is for you. Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. We are here with Scott Brown, Vice President and Equine Sales Manager of Driven PCR and also a friend of ours. Hey guys, thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming. We've been wanting to do this for a while and just haven't been able to make it happen. So we're out here at 60 degrees and at a horse show and we're told getting it done. Got, told you I'd drag her to the horse show. Imagine that. We're at a barrel race. Huh? <laughs> In November. So, yeah. Well, you know, not too many places or too many times that we can go barrel racing in November and be sitting outside in the sunshine and so might as well enjoy it. That's true. Yeah, that's not going to happen for very much longer, I'm afraid. For sure. So Scott, tell us how you got into horses a little bit. And All right, so now I'm going to start telling my age. So <laughs> my daughter, which is, uh, I want to say she's, I think she's 30. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. So she's probably going to kill me for not knowing how old she is. But um, when she was 13, roughly 13, 14 years old, she wanted to barrel race. And she she had a cousin that was barrel racing, was doing really, really well, and was winning a lot locally. And so decided that, you know, buy her a barrel horse. It sounded like a good thing to do. So we went to Georgia and found a found a barrel horse and she started barrel racing and then you know she went to high school and then kind of got out of it and then I kind of got out of barrel racing and horses just a little bit and then I married into a family of horse people uh, which wasn't barrel racers so that that was kind of interesting the uh my stepdaughters, her and her and my wife, they were uh, pleasure horse riders. So she liked pleasure. I liked barrels. She hated barrels, and I hated pleasure. So <laughs> you know, it was I always picked on her about you know pushing peanuts and all that stuff. And she's like, nah, a bunch of barrel racers, everybody, they're a bunch of rednecks. Blah, but but you know, guess what? She's barrel racing now, and we're not Western pleasure. So, so it no, sounds nothing. like that wasn't much of a compromise. Well, you know, we tried. We tried to compromise. Like we. No, I, I mean, I, I wasn't total anti, like, pleasure. I just more of the rodeo, more of the rodeo person. And um, so we decided that we would do something in the middle, and we started uh, ranch sorting. Oh, that's so, cool. you know, it was it was fun. Um, we wasn't really good at it. I mean, the, the horses that we had were way better than me. So, you know, I found myself hanging off the side every now and then. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to learn to ride a little bit better if I'm going to continue to do this. But... Uh, <laughs> But no, it, it, it was fun. Uh, just not something that we had around here a lot. No. And uh, once we started doing that, and then then I had bought a uh, I had bought a um, a horse. Um, actually, I bought a, the mare um, from uh, Keith Taylor um, back in I guess it would have been 2011. Yeah, August of 2011. He was selling a mare that was bred and. Uh, so I, I bought her and thought, you know, let's get a baby or two and we'll do that. Well, you know, the baby is born, you know, we kept her and got her broke and all this stuff. And we rode her around the farm as a three-year-old and anybody could ride her. And then 
as a four-year-old, she got to where she was kind of just hateful in the field, and uh, we're like, you know, she needs a job of some sort. So uh, we sent her to a guy over in uh, over in Beckley, uh, Johnny Boyer, and uh, he was uh, he broke her, and he said, man, she's going to be a good one, you know what I mean? So you need to you need to find somebody to barrel race her. Well, guess what? I'm not a barrel racer, and my wife wasn't a barrel racer, so you know. We, <laughs> You know, we're thinking that, you know, what are we going to do? So, so Nikki, my stepdaughter, um, she had rodeoed and, you know, she, she was on the, uh, equestrian team at WVU and I think you were as well, Ashley. And, yep. you know, so she very, very good, very good rider. Uh, I thought, well, can we convince her to ride this horse? And so we did. And, uh, that's kind of how we got into barrel racing and then and what's that mayor's name uh mckeek's french cosmo so i didn't that's realize content. cosmo was who got you yes, into barrel cosmo racing was who got <laughs> us back into barrel racing yes it, yeah. it was. so the mayor that she's out of that you bought off keith i didn't know that i didn't realize yes. that yeah, and I, what what stud is she out of she she is out of a mckeeg stud which she she is 96 percent foundation quarter horse so. oh wow and she, she goes back to Cackleberry Bars, uh, that bloodline. She come off of the Frolic Ranch in North Dakota. Uh, oh, wow. And he got her from from them as a two-year-old, and then I got her as a five-year-old. Uh, oh. She ran she ran some um, some barrels, uh, and honestly, like, she's, she's had three horses because we didn't breed her for many years and i'd like to kick myself in the butt for not right you know what i mean i just wasn't something i wanted to do at the time and but the three the three horses that she has had have all locally been 1d horses so the uh the, i was gonna say isn't buckshot Ch Kathy's? yes buck yep bucky kathy and uh, haley's horse uh checky's coda boy was her first was her first offspring um and he you know he was a 1d horse and Eric Newman, I think, won, won several times with him at the ranch. Yeah, he did really well with him. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, – and, and that horse was actually ours. That was Caitlin, my daughter Caitlin's horse, and she sold she sold it to Pauletta Fisher, which in – So did you guys breed him? Ch Keith did. Keith did. Keith, and, okay. and we bought – and we bought the uh, – and it was uh, – what was the stud's name? Uh, um check uh the the he was a palomino Chexy coat check checky is what we what his name was yes. so I, I can't remember what he's Brittany ran Brittany Spencer yeah. ran him for a little while yeah, right sure did. Or yeah. Brit, what's her name now yeah Brittany level now yes yeah. yes but uh but yeah uh so that's kind of how we got back into barrels and then Nikki um uh, and who was the other baby out of her the third one that you uh, said what did well locally. It uh, so da David Thomas had David David Thomas had a had bought one. I'm trying to think of the no, there was two. I was thinking of the other mayor. There was she had she had two, and only two have come like are actually performing. Uh, so David had bought David had bought a uh, red roan out of her and was in an accident as like a two-year-old and had to get put down oh, man. Uh, oh, okay. and then we didn't that was the last one that we that we bred her until um i have a uh i have a two-year-old that i just got back from the colt starter 
And so there was a 10-year span that she was just uh, a trail horse, and she's a really good – I mean, you can put anybody on her back, and and they can just take off on her. But she's not just a broodmare. You know, we ride her, and not as much as she needs to be rode, but she's just a good old foundation-bred And that's a nice little horse. baby that you guys have out of her right now too? Yeah. Yeah, we've uh, – We've got one. Um, we got the two-year-old that we that we just got back from the cold starter. Uh, smoke him with Willie. That's his. Uh, that's his. Uh, I love it. I love it. We kind of snuck that one in on the AQHA uh, at Congress. Uh, I don't think they really look at him as closely as they do when they're sitting in the office. But uh, we got him. We gave him the nickname Willie. Like when he was born, he would just run wise. Like. Why I always called him Wild Man Willie, and so <laughs> Willie was kind of his barn name. And then we was, we was actually going to Congress that year, and I said need to get him registered. And me and Sue and Nikki are in the truck, and we're writing down these names and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, smoke them with Willie come about, and I'm like, that's what we're, and I'm gonna try. It. And that, that's how it ended up. But he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be a real good one. We uh, picked him up from the Colt starter and. He's, you know, Nikki's been riding him around, and he's doing, doing really well. And then we had a, uh, uh, a yearling that I that I'd sold to uh, to a lady and her granddaughter that uh, ended up at being in an accident. So didn't, you know, he didn't make it. But right. you, know, you hate you hate to sell horses, and then when stuff like that happens, it's kind of you know what I mean. Yeah. I get I get kind of attached to them, which I probably shouldn't if you're oh, going to sell, if you're gonna sell them. So nice and yeah, had so much yeah. promise that makes it even. Yeah, and then harder. she's got a uh, then she has a um, a weanling on the ground now that we still have that we're going to keep is uh, to a Ruby Buckle Stallion Unbelievable, which is an own son of Brace for Bernal. So we're kind of excited about uh, about that one. That's but, cool to have. I think that's some newer bloodlines for this area so that's that's it cool is. to yeah that something like that's going to be here for people yeah, to is. see i think yeah yeah so that's kind of how i got started into horses and actually into into breeding as well and then that kind of went over into a different aspect of breeding that i really wasn't looking for we had i bought a uh, bought a weanling off of a lady in um, tennessee jessica Keck, I think is her name now, and uh, she owned the uh, stud uh, Frenchman's Fly, and uh, so I, I bought uh, I bought a weanling off of her, and we went to uh, to pick it up, and she had this baby's mom in the in the alleyway as well, and she you know she kind of was offering it up for sale, and all kinds of stuff and of course she had it all cleaned up and shiny and all you know everything. <laughs> oh, that helps. She, you know she she knew what she was doing uh -huh. you know and uh she said i'll make you a package deal and i said well you know what kind of package deal are you talking about and she threw a price out and I, sue and i had talked about it and i'm like you want to you want to partner on a you want to partner on a horse and she's like well i don't know maybe maybe not and i said well uh, you know if you guys are going to barrel race i want to breed you know what I mean? I want I want to do something in the industry and you know I, yeah because I don't yeah. bear race. You know what I mean? I I lucky lucky to trail ride once a year and but uh, so so I did that and bought her and she she was bred um, and had bought the bought her baby and brought him home and I think it was December um, went up went up to the went up to the farm and. 
I saw her laying down and I was like, ah, she doesn't lay down. And I, so I got her inside and she just started, you know, she just didn't look like something was right. And so she ended up uh, having that foal, you know, real, real early and, you know, oh, didn't yeah. make it. And it was a little, it's going to be a nice little stud colt. And I'm like, man, you know, that that's my luck. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's my luck. So we gave her the year off. We got her cleaned up and gave her the year off. And by this time, the, 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 uh, one that we had bought out of her, which uh, her name, the, the mayor's name's I can see Shawnee. Uh, you know, the baby was pushing going, you know, one going into the two year old year. And it's uh, October, it was October of the pink buckle. And th this mayor had had two previous foals of performing age. And uh, they were both, they were both by Blazing Jetalina. And uh, this mayor originally come from uh, Grant Little, uh, and uh, Andrea Busby ended up buying this horse, and she was part of their breeding program at, at on the Busby Ranch for a while. And then she sold to Jessica, and then I ended up with her. And so you know that that kind of sold me because if if the Busbys had them for a while, right. you know what I mean? Like there's something. And yeah. Grant, you know, Grant Little's the name. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're they 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 do good in breeding as well. And so, uh, you know, I was sitting, I can't even really remember where I was at. I think I was out on the farm somewhere, and I got a message from someone that randomly, and I, I wasn't watching the pink buckle at the time, not even really paying attention to it, said, do you have any embryos or babies out of your mare? I can see Shawnee, and I'm like... <laughs> no, I've got, I mean, I've got a baby that, you know, that's, that's one, two years old, one, you know, going on two, you know, would you set, would you sell it? And honestly, it was a girl that, that, you know, through our, through our company, she owned a boutique and she was from Georgia. And so I knew her, I, I, she was the first one. So I did know her. And then I was like, well, I have a, I have a one year old that, you know, I haven't really thought about selling. She said, well, do you know what the first baby out of that mayor just did? And I'm like, no, I, no, I'm not sure. She said, well, the little girl that is, I think she was 10 at the time, Izzy Coughlin, just won $160,000. <laughs> and so, you said, holy I'm cow. Like, okay, so what do I do now? And I'm like, you know, I wanted to do some live cover stuff, you know what I mean? The easy, the easy part of breeding, that kind of stuff. And so then I get, you know, I'm like, okay, so that's pretty cool. You know, what what does that mean? And they're like, you know, so then other people started inter getting interest and they're like, you know, you need to start having embryos out of this. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm going to breed her and probably let her carry one. They're like, no, don't. Like, she's too valuable to, like, carry babies. Like, you need to, like, if you know, either get rid of her. Or, and I'm the gambling type guy. I mean, I probably could have sold her for a good amount of money at the time, but. I like to gamble and I don't always win, but, uh, <laughs> but I felt like I wanted to keep her. So we got into doing some embryos with her for a couple years. And, you know, in this area as uh, Holly, you know, I mean, with yeah. uh, working as a, in the vet office that we just don't have a lot of, we have a lot of good vets, but we just don't have reproductive vets in the area. And, and so it became very hard to, to make, to make this happen at the level that we needed it to happen at That's, and yeah we just talked about that on our last episode of, or one of the last episodes 
on the breeding. It's just even just for live cover and some, you know, cold semen stuff. It's, it's almost unheard to, of around it, our it place, is. anyways, it, within a several hour area. And then you add on, do an ET on top of that. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, impossible. Yeah, I mean, you. Where are we going to fly it into the local? Uh, Dollar General. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we, you know, we're we're, I mean. we're traveling an hour and a half to to an airport. You know, so so then, you know it was kind of we were behind the kind of behind the eight ball from the get go. But we, you know, we tried to make it happen, and we did make it. You know, we made it happen. We had to, ended up sending her down to Florida to uh, Peterson Smith, and um, so she spent most of her time the last couple years. You know, she spent in Florida um, just because. Uh, you know, we just don't, you know, we didn't have nothing, you know, nothing around here that, you know, no one that felt positive enough or confident enough to, to do the, to do the breeding. So we, she was down there and luckily through, through our business, through the driven business, we had a uh, distributor that was down there and she, you know, she offered to keep her, you know, on her place while, you know, when she wasn't at the facility and those Wow, well, so that saved you a little bit of cost there, I'm it sure. Did, it did save me, you know, it saved, it saved me a lot of money. And, you know, because breeding is expensive. People don't realize, like, and, and I'm probably going to step on some toes, but when, you know, there's a lot of people around here that when you say, I want $8,000 for this baby, and they look at you like, oh, that's not worth it. You know what I mean? But, no, you don't know. Like, yeah. you know. Like, you, right. you do know. Like, yeah. you guys are getting into yeah. it as well. But, actually, yeah, I mean, you're, you, you know, you've had some big-time babies as well, you know, so you know what it takes and it's like i'm not letting that baby go for nothing you know no, I mean? like, and it's highs and lows and tears and uh, sad and happy and maybe all in the same day you know oh, you just it is it's like, tough but my my question is when you found out that thank you when you found out that that baby had won all that money and you said okay we're gonna <laughs> now we're we're at, we're going big time this is this is, we're gonna do it who my question is, who did you call? Who was your first? Where did you get the information? Because in West Virginia, we don't have people that do that kind of stuff. I mean, that's big time stuff that you did there. So, right. what what was your? Who were your first? So, calls? Th so this was in October. So, so in November, which was just a few weeks later, we went to the Ruby Buckle in Memphis, Tennessee, with you know to set up with with Driven, and uh, luckily. Uh, we have made some very, very good contacts and just so happened that Ryan Padone is our main sponsored rider and and Ryan is Ryan does her own breeding. Um so she was there and we was just shooting the shit and talking. I'm like, hey Ryan, I got a question for you. And I and I pulled the papers up, you know, on my phone. I'm like, what would you what would you breed this horse to? This is what happened and she's like, You gotta freaking be killing me and I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like <laughs> that mayor's mom, I won twenty thousand dollars on her, which was -uh. Susie's name. Yeah. Didn't so I so she that. had no, didn't didn't know it. So, so cool. I'm actually standing and we're actually standing there right in front of High Point Performance with uh Christy. Yeah. With with High Point Performance and so she's in on the conversation and we're all just kind of so I'm like, who would you who would you breed to? And she's like, Well, I'm kinda of partial to Frank, which is uh NNM Firewater Alive, uh, which is owned by Jeanette Nelson, uh -huh. which I think she does the uh, Triple Crown. She does the Triple Crown Incentive Stallions. Um, Jeanette's a really good lady. Um, and then she was um, HP Dash to Fiesta, which she, you know, she rode, she rode 
that horse as well. So, yeah. so I got to talking, and you know, we were we were discussing who to who to breed to, and this and that. So that's kind of where that's kind of how it all. I, luckily, in a couple of weeks, I was right there with some of the big names in the barrel racing industry in the world. Right. Um, so you got so some real insight. I, I with did. People I who did, and that's that's kind of the people that told me to you know you you've got to to pull embryos you've got to do embryo transfers you got to have recent mares you can't let her carry right. a baby you know what i mean like you've, you've got a, a cash cow there take advantage of yeah. it so so that's that you know luck, luckily uh, you know i had some resources to fall back on uh, beyond the area that we live in so you know in both sides of it because with your business which we'll get into um you do get to you know actually be friends with and talk to some of these big time people but if you were going to give just the everyday barrel racer who doesn't have those contacts their advice where where would you start with with that who 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 do you think would be a good contact that would be willing to help somebody if, you know or even resource. kind of yeah resources for people who don't have those contacts right well um i mean i i from my experience, I mean, I, I would give I would give some advice, and I'm not I'm not no big time breeder. I mean, actually, you're as big breeder as I am. I mean, you you know, you know some things, but and you're who uh, I would go to myself. That's right. why I'm asking yeah, because scary. you've that's been scary. there, done that. I mean, <laughs> if scary. I was going right. to pull embryos, you know, my right. first call is going to be Scott. Right. So, so in in finding out, like after after having her in Florida and thinking you know i need to be more involved like i just kind of felt like we didn't even own her you know mm -hmm. what i mean like yeah. we were sending checks and things to the vets and then they're telling me no this is what we did and you know i'm, I'm doing the contracts you know what i mean but, but that, you're missing it's the, i'm missing like the every the fun day and, right. and sometimes heartbreaking but the, right. the journey yeah, of yeah. it even you know when you get the emails like oh we flushed her and she was negative you know that's that's the only time you hear from them you know right, what i mean yeah. like in and I guess they do it every day, so it doesn't. I'm not saying it doesn't mean something to them. But no, but it's no big deal. Well, they're right. probably also dealing with other owners that have they're, ten, right? Or, you know, right. a handful, they, and it's like and, and and endless amounts of money. Yeah. And I don't mm -hmm. have that. You right. know what I mean? So so every time that we would do that, that meant another fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars out of my pocket. And I'm thinking now this baby just went up. You know oh, what I mean? Like absolutely. I, either that or or either that or we lose money. Um, so. In in trying to get her back closer to home, uh, through through one of the the recent mayors, you know, I had, we had to take her to Virginia Tech and Dr. Funk. I talked to Dr. Funk at uh, Virginia Tech. She's the she does all the uh, the, re, uh, the repro work down there, and you know they do some they do some stuff at Virginia Tech. They do embryo transfer and stuff. Uh, they do artificial insemination. Cool. Um, so you know, I would check with those type of people like go cool. get get with your local vet um and they're they're going to guide you in the right direction i know i know our vet i mean she does great for us but she knows her boundaries you know what i mean like she and she's a, she's a horse person herself but if it's something that something that is beyond something her scope that she's able to do she says you need to call dr reiner so you know what i mean you need right. to do this or yeah. you need to go to tech well and, and i don't think that you're not it's not downplaying our local vets but you know, if you're going to breed, 
you have to breed. Yes. That's your local vet that comes to your house. Cannot realistic. I'm not saying that they can't breed your horse, but they can't breed a lot of horses. They're too busy. They to... have the skills. Yes, they don't they do. have yes. the yes. setup. And, 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 the they'll and, the the and they'll tell you. And the time. And like... in West Virginia, I think something else that maybe people, I mean, if you live here, you know that, but from other places don't realize is how far we are from places. So my oh. vet, they don't have customers that are, you know, 15, 20, 30 right. minutes away. Yeah. They're like, you might go here and then your next client is two hours away so you're not you're not going to be able to breed two three four mares for people exactly and they and most of our vets local vets they don't work out of a practice they have a truck and they drive to your house or you go to their house you don't go and in the meantime when you're set up on the schedule and they get an emergency and now you're 10 30 at night when you're supposed to be at five you know when you're bringing your mare or whatever so even for an ultrasound or something that so it's so not it, realistic yeah, for them. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. And it, you know, and I think that if someone wanted to get into it and that's all they wanted to do and set up in central West Virginia, you could make they, a killing. Oh my gosh, they would make uh, you you would be turning people down left and right. Yep, like I it's, agree. It, it's crazy the amount of people that do breeding especially now with the prices of horses because i think a lot of people are to the point where they've realized to get a horse that's bred the way they want they're gonna have to to breed because you can't afford to buy them i mean most people most people can't i couldn't i can't no i can't i mean you know it's (coughs) um and so you took her to florida for embryo transfer for our listeners that have never heard of that type of thing Kind of explain a little bit of what, what that is and so, how it works. So with the embryo transfer, so what they do first is is you get her down there and then they check her and when she gets ready to, you know, go into heat, there's a there's a window um, of when the follicles start she starts to ovulate and you have to hit that window within uh, Holly, you probably know more than me. Like within like Usually a twelve, 12 hours, hours, like yeah. a twelve hours. It's really window. dependent on the mare, and you know yeah. that from yes, your mare. Yes, I know mare, she was, they're, <laughs> they're all different, yes. but typically twelve hours. Yeah. So, so you're, so you order you you have to pick out your stallion, and then they'll ship semen to you, and the usually the the vet will take care of that. You just let them know what stallion you're using, and then they get in contact, and then the the, the stallion owner or whoever what facility ever is housing him, they. Uh, They'll ship the semen to a local local airport. FedEx usually uh, delivers, um, and they have it set up in a time in a in a time window to get there and to artificially inseminate this mare. But they actually breed, so just they actually breed your mare. So your mare is yes. getting bred to begin with. Yes, yes, she is. So they they will artificially inseminate, uh, and roughly depending on the vet, and I found this out. Some of them will flush a mare anywhere between six to eight days. Some do it early, some do it late, and and late being eight days and early being six. So they will do a flush of trying to flush any embryo out of their uterus. They flush it and then they just let it basically drain... They siphon it, right? Or not siphon, yeah, but it runs a filter. out. It's like a, it's like a, a, like a centrifuge that yeah. they use. Right. Yeah. I'm just, because I know a lot of people have no idea yeah. what yeah. that so, even means. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's it's un, it's unreal, like, the techno, the way the technology has come just in the last couple years. And if you've watched that process 
it's yeah, wild. It like is. you can't even hardly see it. it like is. it looks like a okay. contact yeah, or something. Yeah, like yeah. a little like it's yeah. tiny. Like even a I mean, it's like a bubble. Yeah. I mean, kind yeah. of almost like a bubble. Yeah. So, yeah. so they'll, you know, if if you're if you're lucky on the first time, you'll get an embryo, and then they'll put it under the microscope and they'll grade it. Like I think it's grade one through three or whatever, and and most of the time you're going to get a two, which two's good. Right. Uh, threes usually don't don't develop into something, but but a two, if you get a two, you're doing really well, and then so they'll take that that embryo and they will put it into what is called a res, recipient mare. Right. Um, and that is a mayor that will carry this baby to full term. And raise the baby. And, and, and raise the baby into weaning. Um, and what I didn't understand was, and I thought because I was kind of stupid to this, I just did live cover, you know, for what, what little bit I did. And uh, those recent mayors that, that they're using have to actually be within like... I want to say like 12 hours of the same cycle as the mare that was mm-hmm. flushed in order for the hormone level to be right for it to actually accept. take. And yeah, accept they it. say that's one of the hardest so parts is. is like sinking the recept mare yes. to the... Yeah, so so normally from, from what I've been told from, from the, the professionals, they, they do, they have roughly anywhere from three to four to each mare that is pregnant... And they pick the one that they think the through hormone is levels closest, yeah. that is the closest. Cool. And it's it's a it's a crapshoot. Like it's it's a gambling game. It's and so it's, risky. Like, oh, like yeah, it, it 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 it's crazy. Like it's you 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 could probably take a ten thousand dollars to the casino and come out better a lot of times than right. you can in the breeding world. Well, and um, so, and I think that personally, that's why it was good for you to go to a facility like that because if you try to do et otherwise and you right. only have one recent mare and i mean it your chances are even lower oh yeah and 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 when i was selling these embryos you know when you're dealing when you're selling embryos to people you're dealing with people that like have a lot of money right you know what i mean like they don't me when i look at breeding to blazing jetalina and the stud fee now i think is at twelve thousand five hundred dollars like i can't do that you know right. what i mean like right. but there's people out there that don't that and if don't you could it would be that. a dream and probably a one-time right. thing it's, where yeah. they're they have five blazing yes. jetalinas so right. so some of these the interest that i was getting which really drove me to florida was uh, they only delivered sperm through the ICSI dose, okay? So so this is even something that is even newer, uh, which is a straw, mm-hmm. essentially a straw like of semen. And yeah. so they will, in the ICSI process, they'll take and get, go in when the mayor is, some of them will do it when they're not in heat. Some of them will do it when they're on, you know, the start of heat and they'll go in and they'll pull um, oocytes off of the ovaries and the eggs and they'll put them into a dish. And what they look for is what I've been told, 12 to 14 of those 10 millimeters or less in size. Mm-hmm. And they will take one sperm and inject into each one of those eggs, whatever they, whatever they are, sites. Yeah. And then they will put, leave them in that dish and they will grow for about seven to, seven to 10 days. And then the, about... 20% of that, of those 14 will live. 
They right. will grow on to the next stage where they actually combine into one. And then you can put them into a recip mayor then. Um, but so, so with that process, my mayor wasn't even carrying an embryo for one day. They was pulling the eggs, the oocytes off of her. So she never even did anything but, you know, at all other than, you know, the, then produce the oocytes for them. So it's, wow. the game has come a long ways. And then I just found out like last year that this place in Texas is taking that 14 day old embryo what i would call an embryo and they're sexting it making it a male or a female you know what i mean like wow, like to wow. me that's playing in with nature in horses? you know what i mean in horses yes so wow, so you I can actually yeah you can pay a fee and you can have a stud or you can have a mare you know what oh, i mean wow. like wow. so to me that's playing with mother nature a little bit you right. know what I mean? yeah. so yeah. it kind of it's kind of scary but that's where we are that's where we are in the breeding world and um Wow. And so the ICSI is for people who, because I feel like probably a lot of people have no idea there is even such a thing as ICSI. So the ET is basically where you breed your mare. The mare actually carries the embryo for so many days. Six, six, to, eight, six to eight days. They yep. flush that mare. And then if they're you're lucky enough to get that, then, then they put in another mare. Sorry. We're, we're at a, once again, at a horse show. So there's a, there's a little bit of background um entertainment yeah that's right so then with the with the ICSI the mayor doesn't actually carry anything at all okay so no she she doesn't carry any they they do a, a procedure which you know they aspirate the oocytes uh from her and um put them in a petri dish and they grow uh under light and and heat it's wow. kind of crazy it is yeah so um but yeah that's and we you know we actually did that um we did that this uh this year uh actually with her to um the good bad lane oh wow so uh that's dream baby nice. yep yep yes, dream baby uh, absolutely. Uh, so uh a lady out of uh, a lady out of florida uh, bought that embryo and uh she's actually owns a baby of uh i can see shawnee which he's a stallion uh I, um, I am blazing and she just sold oh, him he's, uh, he's so nice yes she too. just she just sold him at the uh pink buckle sale for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. so oh, do you know where he went uh he did he went to a uh, lady by the name uh, samantha alba and she just is getting into the breeding industry herself and she's she's i think she's going to take him like michelle and i saw, talked to michelle and it was kind of bittersweet for her you know it's good money and yeah uh but you know she he was a once in a lifetime like he was not like a stud dustin angel was running him uh you know he futurityed on him uh was doing the derby the two derby years with him i think he was up to like forty thousand dollars in earnings wow uh but she said she just didn't think she could do him justice because he needed to be in the incentive the buckle incentives the, the ruby buckle the pink buckle those type of things and and if if you aren't familiar with getting a ruby buckle spot a ruby buckle spot will cost you about two hundred fifty thousand dollars okay that's just to get you in and then you're looking at another twenty five thousand dollars a year to keep him there right uh so you know not not just your everyday ordinary horse person can 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 do that so uh right. so she she said the best thing you know to do is is to, to sell him and, and these this lady is you know she's i actually spoke to her assistant uh last week because i do have a contract to breed to him 
this year cool. to my foundation mayor. So oh, cool. yeah, I want to, I want to try to keep that cool. bloodlines going. So be a full circle moment for your breeding program. It will be, it will be. And I, that may be where I stop <laughs> <laughs> because, but, you know, because, uh, um, I don't know if you guys, I think you guys do know, but I did sell that mare that I can see Shawnee. Yeah. Right. Um, just because, you know, like we talked, it was so, it was so hard. And I don't think I was doing her justice. Uh, she needed to be in a better program. It's uh, so tough for us. I mean, really, I, I, we stress that all the time, but I'm, I'm telling you, you do not understand how hard it is to breed like that around here. It's just, it's don't, so People hard. don't understand. It's yeah. so it's, expensive. It is. It is. And, and we, you know, we have a lot of, you know, weekend barrel racers. You know what I mean? Like out in out in Texas and Oklahoma, those people barrel race for a living. That's you know what, what I mean? they like do every they day. They do every day. We don't. We have jobs. You know what I mean? Like well, and like you were saying, like you, that was your contribution to our industry. That's what you really enjoyed, and you had to send her to a place like Florida to make it possible. And so then you weren't feeling like you were really involved yeah, in was, it. So I mean, I, I was I, like I, the bank. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I didn't go broke doing it, but you know. So, so I kind of, kind of talked to my wife because she was partners with me. But as she, and she'll tell you, you know, I, I did all, you know, I did the, the work because she just doesn't like dealing with that stuff. But I just kind of went to her one day and I'm like, I, I think I'm gonna get rid of her. You know what I mean? I just don't, um, just don't think I, I, I don't want to go through another year like that. And if I could have found someone closer to home where I could have took her that I trusted, yeah. Uh, because when you're dealing with the goodbye lane babies <laughs> and a nine thousand dollar stud fee, the people that's dishing that out, they don't want a failed embryo. Right. They want a positive result. Right. Um, so I, you know, and I and, and I, I care enough about the the horses, and it's not about the money. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it really isn't. Because I didn't. You know, you're not going to make be rich. You're not going to get no. rich in the barrel racing industry unless you're out in the not Midwest. here. Right. Yeah. So. So we, you know, we, we decided to uh, put her up for sale and we had lots of interest like right off the bat. Um, and, and a lot of it was with people that had uh, owned siblings of her. Uh, so the Coughlins um, showed a little bit of interest in her. And then a good, uh, a good friend of theirs, uh, Keith Nelson, which he was an instrumental part of, of the Pink and Ruby Buckle, uh, of getting it started with Lance and Chad. Uh, he showed some interest, and, you know, him and I talked uh, back and forwards, and he's like, man, he said, I, I just don't, he said, I don't think I can, you know, I don't want to do it now. He said, I need to get rid of some, because he's big into uh, into the race, the quarter horse racing industry. He owns uh, several stallions, but his up-and-coming one's KBN Corona. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's pushing that one into the barrel world. It's winning on the racetrack, and so he didn't really want to jump in. So uh, another guy had been talking to me you know out in utah um greg torgerson uh, greg is uh has a breeding program a very good successful breeding program uh, he owns the stallion pcr pink cadillac and technicolors oh. so technicolors is if, and he actually is up for sale now i was um, gonna say i just saw an is, ad for yep, him yep, or something yep he's putting him up yeah. for sale um the pink buckle sale does some amazing things. It puts horses out there for sale that normally wouldn't be out for sale right. after, yeah. after they see the results. Yeah. But um, so so I priced I priced her to Greg, and I also priced uh, an ain't seen nothing yet in in utero uh, to him out of that mare and and her um, Winley. So 
I priced him as a as a three in one deal, and he ended up buying them, and they're in Utah. So. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. So what? So, what babies did you actually end up getting out of that mare? So we have um, the her fir her first two, which were which I was not part of the breeding was the blazing jetalina so she has two blazing jetalinas the one you know so her performing her her earnings is a hit pushing two hundred thousand in in the two that in the two that she has performing now um there is a uh, set of uh we we actually double ovulated and had a couple uh twins out in uh i think i want to say she's from utah area um to jail sirocco okay um we have uh and ain't seen nothing yet in utero goodbye lane in utero um then i had a two-year-old that so we, we kind of lost track of the two-year-old that i'd bought originally and how i ended up getting this mare yeah. so i ended up after after this little girl won this money i'm thinking this horse needs to go in futurity Right. And you guys know, like, it's hard to maturity here. Like, people don't understand, and you. And this is why you guys started this podcast. Right. And it is so fitting that people don't understand how hard it is in this area to do anything right. other than just have fun. You know right. what I mean? Like, it is. <laughs> yes. Like, have I mean, fun. now we don't even have a single maturity within our state. No. Right. Let we used alone. to. So it, so it makes it, it makes it hard. So... I decided to sell. I decided to sell her. Actually, I took her. I sent her to out to um, a lady in Oklahoma. And how I got in touch with her was she wanted an embryo out of my good mayor. I can see Shawnee. So, and this lady's name's Audra Masterson. And Audra is the hidden gem in cold right. starting. Right. Like, and I didn't know this until I, until we became friends and just like she is she's top notch like she is she is the best of the best like she she does vicky adams stuff if you guys don't oh, know vicky adams she's firewater firewater flit you know what oh, i mean cool. uh yeah janna bean brown yeah. yep. uh she's done uh you know just anybody you know what i mean mm -hmm. like she's she's been on the back of some really 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 good horses so her and i decided we would trade some services i'd give her an embryo and she would break this colt and because I wanted, I wanted somebody to get their hands on her to see if she was going to be the caliber of her other two siblings. Right. And come to find out, she was. Like okay. she, she got out there, and Audra, she had her for maybe seven days, and she's like, "I'll, I'll reach out to you in seven to ten days, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll touch base, and I'll let you know." You know she's got a program she doesn't want something in her program that's not going to be good you know what i mean like you're yeah. that's your business you don't want to put and not nothing against 4d barrel racers but you don't want to put out a 4d horse to someone or you know what i mean that yeah and i'm sure that she's not begging people to send her stuff I'd uh, say, uh... no you're not you're, <laughs> you're not getting in with her unless unless you're on the books for a while. A while, because the people that she breaks for, they're in the breeding industry, so they have a every year they have, they have a continuous flow. Yeah. Right, they have a spot with her in the barn, and and the only reason I got in was through this mare, you know, and the embryo, and uh, 
So that's how I ended up getting the, the breeding to the baby I have now on the ground with Bullet Bull because she is the owner of that stud. So, oh, wow. So nice. I ended up getting getting that. But So she she contacted me. She's like, man, I think I like this. I like this mare. She's, she's a little small. She said, you know, she hasn't grown into herself yet. He said, but I, I really think... I really think I like her. And I said, well, good. I said, you, you know, see what you can do with her. And if you guys, if you guys want some comedy, uh, what, look her up on Facebook, Audra Masterson, and look at her training albums. The stuff that she does with these babies <laughs> are un, is unreal. Like she, she, she swims with them. Like she does, she has the, the hot walker and she puts tarps up and she has a day. It's, it's called Ghostbuster Day. Like, and so these tarps are flying around these babies' heads and they're like, like if they're not broke when she, when they come back from her, they're not going to be broke. You right? might as well give up. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you better give up. So, so, you know, as she was out there and she went through and she, you know, her and I had a heart to heart and she's like, this horse is the real deal. Like this, you, like you need to sell her. Like right. if you if you can't do, she needs to maturity. Right. And I'll never forget one of the texts that she sent me was she said, "Just promise me this one day. Whenever she's running, uh, what was it running, running at in Cheyenne that you will take me with you." Oh. Like, so I was like, "Are you serious?" And she's like, "I, I really think this horse is that caliber." She, wow. She, so I said, "Well, Audra, I said I can't sell her around here." Honestly, I can't for what she's worth. I can't sell around here. You put her up. What will you, you know, what will you charge me for consignment? And you know, her and I agreed on a price. And she said I'll put her up for sale. And she had a lot of, lot of people, a uh, lot of people looking at her, like X, uh, X NFR people. Uh, you know, and it was kind of exciting. Like yeah, I was like, I'm, cool. sitting, I'm sitting back and you're like, hey, I've thinking, made it now. Holy crap, man! Like so and so is looking at this horse and. Blah, blah, blah. and I'm like man this this is pretty cool so ended up uh ended up getting a signing a contract uh with a uh, lady uh named Tori Edge and she owns uh I think it's Edge Unlimited Western Wear and her husband is uh, he's he is actually. a um, he's a I think he's a bulldogger NFR bulldogger or whatever so she was looking for another horse because he keeps stealing all of her her horses to uh to bulldog on and so she's like i need a, i need another horse so so we we had sold um or or signed the contract uh sold signed the contract with her and um under the condition of that it would pass a vet check so uh, so i told audra i said you have to take take her to your local performance vet and get you know get it vetted and this and that and tori i talked to tori about it and tori said yeah i'll pay for the x-rays and all this stuff and so i get a I get a phone call later on that day and ended up this horse had an OCD lesion on like in the stifle area. And I'm like, are you got, you got to be kidding me. And I'm, I said, Audra, did this horse ever take a lame step? She said, you would have never thought that this horse was ever lame. But you know, when you're, when you're purchasing a high dollar horse, then you're, you know, you're not going to take that chance. So mm -hmm. I talked to Tori and I dropped the price. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have this surgery done. You know, while she's out there at, uh, I think it was Oak, Oak Ridge Veterinarian, and I talked to the vet, and he said, he said, it's nothing. He said, honestly, he said, you'll never even know that this surgery's even done. He said, I do them all the time on racehorses, and he says, it's nothing major at all. He said, I can go in there, and in, in 90 days, this horse will be back to work. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I 
called Tori and told Tori that, you know, we was going on with the surgery. If she was still interested, that I would give her a reduced price. And she, her and her husband talked about it, and she got back with me, and she's like, you know, we, we've had horses with OCD lesions, and we're, yeah, I think we're going to steer clear because we haven't had good results with it. I said, I totally, totally understand. I mm-hmm. said, I, I totally understand. So, so we went back to the market with her and ended up what we thought was going to be a, a perfect setup with a, uh, a little girl that her dream was was to run in the American. Uh, she was 12, 13 years old, and they were from Louisiana, and they come up and tried her out, and they're like, yeah, this, she's the real deal. Like, So, you know, they, they ended up buying her. And they sent the, they sent her to uh, they they had a uh, an, old, an older eighty some year old cutting trainer that that lived right there by him and they did a lot of work for him and so they sent the horse to him and the little girl that's how she would learn how to ride was with him and you know they had everything set up right and she had while the while the horse was at the trainer she she rodeoed and she was at a rodeo and. Uh, had an accident in the alleyway or i think it may have been the holding pen and the horse her other horse not this horse that we sold her her i guess everyday rodeo yeah everyday rodeo horse um flipped over backwards on her broke her pelvis broke her femur all kinds of stuff you know she's 12 years old so now you know she has a surgery and they're not knowing whether she's going to recover and this horse is you know they bought this horse for her and after you know after the, the the girl's doing really well now and i'm still in contact with her dad and things like that and uh you know he he contacted me probably about three months ago and said hey you know i think we're going to sell vegas i'm going to give you the first option to buy her back and i'm like okay i'm going to buy her back you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. this is my first this is my first thought i'm like he said i'll let you have her he said i know i put some put some money into her he said but i'll let you have her for what i bought her from you for and i said okay let me think about it i said i'll get back with you so in the meantime i'm i'm thinking how can i get this horse back and get her into the futurity world right so i ended up talking to carla arthur and carla does some futurity stuff and carla's like yeah i'll take her i've got a i've got an upcoming three-year-old and this and that and the newness wore off and I thought, man, maybe that's not what I really, you know what I mean? Like, that's not what I really want to do. I I swear I don't. I I don't want to get into this because then you're, then you're into the money. Like you say, we don't have anything in the state. You know what I mean? So, right. So here I'm back to this same deal with, with a futurity horse that I was with a mare in breeding. So, so I ended up saying, no, I don't think, I I don't think I want to, but I'll help you. I'll help you sell it. Like I'll, so, Long story short, guess who owns the horse now? Tori Edge. She come back and bought. Oh, no. She come back and bought this horse from from Shane out of, out of Louisiana. So so Tori and after you know and, and I understand she was skeptical of whether the horse was going to be able to come back and into training and uh, and she uh, she did like she she finished her barrel uh, finished her barrel training uh, actually with a guy in Louisiana that actually was from west virginia mike michael smith yeah no, michael so yep. michael you know realized that in west virginia you can't make a living training so he moved to louisiana so I knew so he, he, he ended there. up he ended up training that horse in the barrels and uh so uh, hopefully tori you know with with her staying in a while she's gonna be behind in the futurity world so she'll be a five-year-old futurity horse not a four right so uh, hopefully in the next year or two we'll be seeing 
seeing her run down the alleyway at the BFA. So. Cool. That's really exciting and it tells you how nice she must have been for Tori to continue to want her and I mean yeah. there is a lot of horses out there and there is and they're they're in the they're in the horse world like they're like the market out there is crazy but I think what really set her off was is she's got twin daughters that are I think five years old and they were able to ride this horse Aww. as a, as a two-year-old awesome. you know what I mean like that that speaks volumes. Yeah, like, for sure. So now well, I think she like kind of bought that. Ghostbusters helped too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. If, you, if you're lucky That's enough to get in. That's my favorite thing. We're going to have uh, to have a Ghostbusters day and have I'll Sarah come down. She'll be super pumped. I'll tell you what. If, if you ever have the uh, the opportunity to get Audra on a on a podcast like and speak of her program, like it, it's it's crazy. Like just to sit back and watch the stuff that she does. She's she's top notch. That's like, my favorite. She's top notch. I love it. It's what I find so interesting is how horses, even living in West Virginia, give us the opportunity to meet to meet such really cool people. Like you would have never met those people had it not been for that mayor, you know? And like, I've met some really cool people through the stud horse that, you know, that I bred. And it's just really, it it is a, it's a big world, but it's such a small world when you start, you know? It is. I mean, you you know, and I'm, you know, with just a small piece, like very, very oh, small too. in the breeding industry. Yeah. But I'm even smaller than you, actually. If I'm not mistaken, I think I heard Lisa on a podcast with the Pink Buckles say that she purchased uh, a horse, her stud, from a girl in West Virginia. So, uh, you know. <laughs> well, the gonna... stud really came from, he came from Sean and Scott, but I yeah, owned but his mama. Yeah, mom, she, right. so, yep. yeah, so you own the mom too. Ain't seen nothing yet. So, yes, you know I mean? so, yeah. so I'm sitting over here and, and you guys are grilling me. <laughs> now, come on. Now, you know, everybody's licking their lips to uh, get a breeding with ain't seen nothing yet. And you're sitting over there with his mama. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I like and it, it's, it's great. Like it makes you, it, it's, it's a blessing. Like yeah. it, it is a blessing to have to have horses of that caliber and and I I mean I lucked into mine like uh, you you bred you know you bred into yours and but I really I really lucked I really lucked into mine like it was just a a lady could you imagine if if you knew well you probably wouldn't have had the opportunity like you did or this scenario wouldn't have been the same but can you imagine if you knew what you knew about like that what you ended up eventually finding Uh out about that mare the day you bought her oh yeah yeah i mean i yeah i probably wouldn't have bought her yeah (laughs) i mean like this is way out of my league like like, like, this is way out of my league but then once you have it then you're like okay right what do i do like so i tried it like i did i gave i mean and my wife will tell you i mean i put 110 percent into it yes i I think that's so cool too like i really think that's so cool that et is not something that i have messed with any so yeah, it's 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 a different it's a game changer and to and to people you know in other parts of the of the country it's everyday living to right. them but to us live covers the the thing you know what i mean like yes. it's it is like that's what we grew I up on and actually personally besides you i'm trying to think because i don't i don't know that i know anybody i i'm i'm sure there are but just in my little circle of people i don't know that i know anybody that's in Bre- transferred scott and kathy ramsey are the only two that i know so, yeah i mean yeah. yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a different game it's a whole different ball game like you throw a different realm into it when you're well and it's that really recipient mayor and that's where that's where the price is like people don't realize like like i can get an embryo transfer the ai the embryo transfer 
for fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, which to me that's cheap in breeding. Oh yeah. But then you throw the four thousand dollars in to lease this recipient mare. Mm-hmm. That then you got to send her back, and if you're like me, I mean, I had one get sick on me last year and had to spend nine thousand dollars to keep her alive. You know well, what I mean? Well, so, and not only the money thing, but too, but I mean, we have some some people in our state in our area that have bred super nice studs that aren't just local and that are in programs and things like that, but. We don't have a vet. We don't have a a facility in our state that I'm aware of that even that's an option for. No, and, no, no. And not because a lot I, of people if are it is, If it is, I overlooked it because I was looking. Like, I wanted to keep her. I really did. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I searched and searched and searched. And, you and know, the there's one a couple breeding that we did have, I mean, that had stallions and recent mares and things like that, other facility quit doing it. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, that Well, was and if there a, is a place that we don't know about, like, in West Virginia, like, please share that. Yeah. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, because Definitely. you'd be a diamond in the rough, we'd love to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like if there is, yeah, there might be some commission it. involved. You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it, they're just yeah. they're just not there. Like, and and it's so crazy that you when you go like in the in our the business that I'm in with the driven, we've been lucky to and blessed to be able to travel to all different parts of the country, and you you know down into Georgia. You know, we spent a lot of time in Georgia. There's individuals that do embryo transfer and AI, like on their own farm, like yeah. the, like well. Chloe, Chloe and Abby Gray. Like those girls have their own. They went out on their own and they're doing it at, and very successful. There's they're not. Some, and they're not vets. You know I what actually, I mean? like, there's some really good breeding programs you can go through that. I, I would love to do. I actually think that the Henning, that Morgan Henning, has. I don't know that she's how big she is into it, but I think she's I think, learning yeah, yeah. to. No, I think it's to important to mention it's um, per West Virginia state laws. We can't actually do that here, but I know that a lot of other states right. give you that opportunity, yes. and that's so nice. If I ever move, I would love to do something oh, yeah. like I mean, that. Like, it's there's so there's so much demand for it. Like yes. it's just it's crazy that like, and there's so many people out there willing to help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like with knowledge. Right. Uh, that give classes like Lisa. Yeah. Like that owns Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. If you just follow her on Facebook and, and the it's stuff that she... It's like a class she, itself it just is. from like, her and she, and, and, and she doesn't care to share that information. You know right. what I mean? Because it, in, the, in the turn of things, it helps her because the less she has to ship semen, oh, yeah. the more money she makes. You know what I exactly. mean? Like it, it's time's money. Yeah, like time is. is money. So, yeah, I mean, there's people out there willing to give that uh, give that information out. If you just reach out to them, like, right? Don't be afraid. Like, what, what's the worst somebody can tell you is no. Yeah, you know or I mean? ignore you no. and just yeah. don't. Exactly. You know. Yeah. yeah. yeah re- reach out to people. So yeah, I think yeah. in in talking about that, one key piece is whenever somebody gives you a price on a baby, don't roll your eyes because you have no idea what's going into that baby, and and especially if it's even live cover i know you know you've got the stud fee and that's what people don't think about you've got the stud fee and now i mean even if it was fifteen hundred dollars and i know if you like if you do ai and you do it even if you do it locally but you know your vet fees are going to be between four and eight hundred dollars and that and that's if everything goes right and then you're going to have you know if the vet which they will they'll keep the mayor for at least a few days so then you've got money in that and different things like that so 
you know, right there you have over two grand in that baby, and it's not even. And that's if every. And then you have your shipping fee usually, because usually that doesn't come with the stud yep. fee or the shoot fee. So yeah. you've well, got well, live cover. You're not going to have the shoot fee, but but even yeah. yeah but if you AI, yeah. you know, you've got a, the shipping fee, and so you easily have. And that and that's if the stud fee's not high. You easily right. have three grand in a baby before it hits the ground. Oh, yeah. So when I yeah. tell you that my baby's seven or eight thousand dollars, I'm not making very much money on no, that. You're not. You're, if you break even, if you break even, you're, it's a win. And like, then it I'm really is. feeding like, the mare, and I know that I have to feed her either yeah. way, but that still goes into the cost of that baby. Yeah. You know, and then if the baby's born, you know, then you got plasma, which is not cheap, and you know things like that. So um, maybe this will just be a little eye opening for people as to how expensive it really is. Oh yeah, it is. It is. It, and and. Like I say, you're we're not we're not making a bunch of money off of you know no. what I mean? like you're not becoming rich by doing it. Like you may get lucky and you may have a baby that you can sell for thirty, forty thousand. Right. Then congratulations then, to exactly. you. You know what I mean? Like you did really good. But but that percentage of chances is very slim. Like you're you're five percent chance that that's gonna happen. Right. Like because every I'm a firm believer that, you know, when the horse is born, it's looking for a place to die. Like, I mean, <laughs> I like say keeping, that every day. Oh, no, like, you, so, so keeping them healthy and, and not banged up and their joints, you know, joints yep. good and wanting them to grow, but not grow too fast. And it's, it's a process. Like it, it's a, you can lose some, you can lose some sleep, but yeah, the, you know, the, when, when we price one for less than 10,000, you know, you're not making any money off of it. Absolutely you're not. not. So Scott, now that you have went that route with your nice mare and um, you've done all of the big things and produced some really, really nice babies, now that she's sold, what what's your what's the future look like for you in our area? Well, so so when when I sold her, I, you know, stipulation was that I would keep some breeding rights to her. So. So I still can get some babies out over. I just got rid of the expense, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah, the, the keeping really nice her and, and those type of things. And that was part of, you know, Greg was really, really, really good to work, uh, to work with, uh, you know, as far as like, you know, cause in the, you know, the deal we, you know, it was, it was kind of like a willing and dealing kind of, kind of thing, you know, from his side and my side. So I was able to, to keep the breeding rights and, and also get uh, some free breedings to his stallions as well. So, cool. so I, you know, I'll be looking at doing some PCR Pink Cadillac, which is an own son of Dice to Fame, uh, possibly Technicolors, uh, and uh, with uh, with my foundation mayor, I'm, you know, I'm going to be looking for uh, I don't know, just just something nice. Like I've already, like I said earlier, I think I said that I would uh, got a contract for. Uh, I am blazing, which is which is an own son of the the mayor that I just uh, just sold. So I'm I'm really excited about that one, and 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 I'm hoping for a mayor so I can keep it around. You know what I mean? Because because yeah. I, I don't have I don't have the facility to house a stallion or anything right. like that, or you know. But but a mayor where I can keep those those combine those two bloodlines that I've that I've done and, and or that we've done, and just keep keep them going. So. Uh, uh, probably be looking at some ruby buckle stuff because in in trying to sell horses you know we can get back to prices and stuff and selling horses but try to sell a horse in a good horse without an incentive attached to it nowadays it yeah, doesn't you, like the price is, is half of what the horse is worth so if you're not breeding to a ruby buckle or a pink buckle stallion 
know, Future Fortunes has come a long way, you know, thank goodness that mm -hmm. they're starting here on the East Coast and, and putting some money out here, some $25,000 races. And even and, Tomorrow's Legends Yeah, Tomorrow's Legends, now, Triple Crown. Nice, yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to get Slowly. It does. And it, like when you watch stuff that happens out on the West Coast, it evolves into the East Coast, but it takes a period of six to ten years before it happens. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and then by then, something new's happened. Yeah, you know and I mean? we We're, are starting. I mean, I think more so the Ruby Buckle than the Pink Buckle. Like you can go to ten, we can go to Tennessee, so right. we at least have that. Yeah, I yeah, think right. it's still ten hours from but us. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, still, nine, it's, it's nine to ten. It's nine to ten hours. So far, but, but it's but doable. It, it, it is, is doable. It's it's closer than Oklahoma. Right. You know, so, uh, but, you know, I'm not opposed to not breeding to something other than a pink buckle, ruby buckle. Um, you know, I've talked to Julie about her stud, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, there's a lot of babies that he's got that's running good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's probably the probably the route I'll take is just sit back and see what see what's next. You know what I mean? But I really would like, with that mayor, if the money allows someday to go and breed to the best of the best you know what i mean like one the goodbye lane trace Sace, one of you know something yep. like that and just say you know just just to see what happens yeah. you know what i mean like just yep. uh well i've always been a big believer in it's quality over quantity yes and if you can only have one or two mares have the two best damn mares you can have yeah, you know exactly, what i mean exactly because it can get overwhelming like it, it's it's hard it was hard with with just the one like it like it, it was nervous it's not for the faint of heart no, breeding no. is not for the faint of heart no and especially when you have that much money tied up you know you got three or four grand tied up i mean that's a lot of money but that doesn't make you you know lose sleep at night but when right. you start doing that kind of stuff yeah that's that yeah, stuff can you, make you sad yeah, when you fast lose a baby that you know the price takes forty thousand dollars as soon as it hits the ground yeah. it, it's kind of it gets nerve-wracking it does you know, like, what do i do to keep this thing alive you know what i mean like what can i do i've already yes. spent all my money how do i keep it alive you know yeah. so, but but no that that's probably probably the route we'll take and, and see what see where it leads us cool well i think um we're going to switch gears a little bit and we want to talk a little bit about the company your company driven pcr um maybe we'll start out with kind of how did you how did you get in in with so, so I am vice president of uh, Driven PCR, which is an equine CBD oil company. In uh, 2018, uh, roughly probably July, June, July, August of 2018, uh, I was scrolling through, I don't know if it's Facebook or what, I was scrolling through something sitting on the couch and this sponsored ad came across or something about uh, looking for people you know to try this new product and I started reading about it and I was like so, so Sue my wife she had you know she had used some CBD in the past because she had some shoulder injuries and we had got some at Congress one year and it really it really helped like she, she could see a difference in it and so they was in in this ad it was talking about possible distributorships and stuff like that and I'm like gosh I started reading a little bit more into it and when she come into the living room I was talking to her about it and she's like well call them and see and she said I'd, I'd like to try some more CBD because at the time like she she's probably in between her she's had three shoulder surgeries on the same shoulder so she's probably in between one of three surgeries you know what right. I mean like 
she stays injured. Uh, it's funny, like just to change subject or something. But we, she's had a, had a procedure done last week, and one of her friends that she uh, works out with was in there as well. And she said, "You know what?" She said. That Sue, she sure is something. She said, she's not a drama queen. She's a trauma queen. You know, she says, she says if she does it, she does it good. So, you know, so, so, so CBD really has helped her, like, in her injuries and uh, numerous injuries throughout, uh, throughout our marriage and stuff like that. But so, so I called, I called the number and I think I got a voicemail. Um, and then, um, a guy called me back a couple days later and, uh, ended up being the uh, the founder of the company, uh, Levi Gentry, and uh, him and I started talking a little bit. And you know, he's he's a salesman. You know what I mean? Like, and so I talked to him and a little bit and told him told him my story. And you know, we had horses and this and that. And, and at the time, they, the company had just started. Like, it, they started in uh, like I think July the fourth of two thousand and eighteen. And this was I want to say this was probably August when I talked to him. And uh, so, we, you know, we was talking back and forth, and I was telling him that I had horses, and they had an equine line of product, and that was all they had at the time. And uh, he's, you know, he's like, well, you know, I'm going to send you some stuff. He, and, that, and at the time, we had a, what I called a geriatric barn of horses. Like, you know, they were, they were aging. We had a couple young ones, but the majority of them were aging. So they had arthritis, and they had ulcer issues and things like all the things that he said that this stuff would help with and i'm right. like okay well heck send me what you got send me something i'll try it out my wife will try it and we'll we'll keep in touch and he said i remember the last thing one of the last things he said whenever he got off the phone he said uh, i'm gonna send it to you he said but i'm not gonna call you you'll call me and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, really? Like, who does he think? You know, like, he's one hell of a salesman. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, the product came probably within a week. And um, Sue started taking hers. And I told him that I would document, you know, on every horse that I used it on and their age and what I was using it for. And so I started doing that. And I, I think I still had the paperwork back in my office. And I was looking at it the other day and thought, man, we've come a long way. <laughs> So uh, one day we was sitting, it's probably been about six, seven days, and I was in the living room doing something, and Sue was in the kitchen, and she looked into me and she said, you need to call that guy. And I'm like, what guy are you talking about? Like, I kind of done forgot Bye. about it. She said, uh, that guy that has that CBD, because this shit works. <laughs> And at the time, like, she wasn't even able to get her arm to, like, fire. Like, she couldn't raise her arm up. And she, had, as she was telling me this, her arm is up in the air. And I'm like, wow, it does work. He said, no, you need to call him. Like, he said, I, she said, my shoulder hasn't felt like this since before, you know, before I injured it. Right. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give him a call tomorrow. And I probably didn't. I probably procrastinated a little bit. And then, you know, Not a week you. or two. Right, yeah, a week or two later. I probably called him and then you know so we had a little deeper conversation him and i and he's like he's like you know would you would you want to like do some more testing for us you know because we are new and this and that and I, and I told him that you know my background with horses you know wasn't the greatest but you know i've been around horses for years and what really i think got him was is that i told him that and at the time cbd wasn't wasn't illegal in in harness racing or or thoroughbreds you know it was really new so they hadn't 
really banned it yet. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, I'm, I know a guy in New York that uh, is probably one of the top trainers in the world, harness horses. And he's like, can you call him? And I'm like, I, yeah, I can call him. I mean, I grew up with him. And um, so, you know, that kind of where everything started, the ball, you know, the ball started rolling and, um, you know, just, it just grew from there. You know, I went, um, I went to, uh, went and met him at a show, went to, a, went to a show with him, set up a booth and we just kind of started, you know, so I, you know, I joined the team, you know what I mean? Like I, I joined in and become one, become one of them and now it's, Pretty much just the two of us, you know what I mean? Like we, you know, we do really, we do really well, but we're not we're not a big company. You know, we sell a lot of stuff, but we're we're not a big company. You know, so right. we work we work we work a lot. But I think that makes it so nice sometimes when you can match faces with companies, and you know that you can call those people up and get the information. And the people that you see at the show are who you're talking to when you make the phone call. Yeah, I mean, we, and you know, and that's funny you say that because we. You know, Levi and myself and Sean, you know, when we're riding down the road, these hour-long trips, but, you know, they, those two will, they'll drive, and most of the time I'll fly out and meet them somewhere. So I, I told them, I said, you know, I'm in, but, like, like anything over eight hours, I don't like to drive, you know. I, yeah. I want to get there, I'll meet you there, whatever. But, you know, there's times when I, you know, we're all together and we're riding down the road, and, you know, we always said, you know, if we, if we ever get big, let's not get big too quick. Right. You know what I mean? Because... Yeah. Quick growth is bad growth a lot of times. Right, so can lose quality. You, the, you can, you can, can you can lose it. focus of where you where you really need to be. And uh, honestly, we've we've kept that. Like that's that that was a motto of ours, and we've really we've kept that from day one and, and to this to this day. Uh, that's what it is. And, and when someone buys something at the table that we're at, and they say, "Well, who do I call?" You know, you know, if I want more or whatever, and we say, you know. You call one of us three. We're we make it, yep. we bottle it, we ship it. We're the customer service. We're the secretary. <laughs> He's the president. I'm the vice president. You know what I mean? Like right. we, this is us. Like you're you're not you're not going to get uh, an answering service. You're going to get an answer. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not an answering service. And, and yeah. I think that that means a lot to 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 horse owners because as horse owners you you guys know as well as I do we'll do shit for our horses that we will not do for ourselves absolutely and I think you lose like you guys being there in particular I can ask a question about the product and you're gonna know the answer 100% when these other companies say. have these sellers out here they'll tell you some line because they're not gonna stand there and say I don't know but it's inaccurate information a lot of times what they have sold me at a show I'll go and start looking up and I'm like uh that's not actually what's even in the product or what it's used for and that's so that's exactly what I was gonna say I think I'm, that's really nice I know the bigger you are and the more reps you have a lot of times the reps are not knowledgeable at all like no. I that's just like Dak I love Dak you know their oil and I like a lot of Dak products but whenever you I've done it a hundred times. You go to a horse show and you ask about something 
and they start talking and I can immediately tell they don't really know. Right. And I don't know who to, you know, you don't know who to go to. Who is the person that actually does right. know? Yep. Yeah. And with us, we're there. You know what yeah. I mean? So like that's, in, a, that's yeah. I think, is one thing that's actually very rare, but really nice. Yep. And when we started, and when we started reaching out and, and, and growing the business and getting distributors throughout the United States, I think, you know, at one time we were at 25 distributors, you know, throughout the United States and I'm, I'm not real sure what number we're at now. We've lost a few. We've gained a few. Um, but when we when we first started, you know, we could have easily put product into their hands and they could have went and set up a booth somewhere. But we that's not what we did. We said we're gonna we're gonna put our boots on the ground and we're gonna freaking go in there and we're gonna put miles Mm-hmm. And 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 we're going to go to these shows and we're going to sell it ourselves. Right. We're until our until our distributors are knowledgeable enough about the product, we're not going to let them set up. Right. Or we're not going to let turn them loose and us just set at home. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's not what's going to happen. And, and and to this day, we're still going to shows. Right. Not that we don't trust our distributors, but we just feel like we need to be out there. Like right. We we're the face of the company. We need to be there. You yep. know, like we're, we're getting ready to go to the BFAs in two weeks. So, yep. you know, we're a sponsor of the BFA. We, we go out in Charlotte, which owns JNC Bits. Like she's, she, she kind of runs, you know, runs the BFAs. We're pretty good friends with her. And she's, you know, she, she treats us well. And we, so we, we help sponsor and, it, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun to be out to, out at those places and, and get to see do people and, it, it's crazy the the people that you do see at these shows and you know from your local show to your to your bfas you know what i mean we've been we've we've pretty much been to all of them right from from wyoming to florida you know what i mean like we've been to we've been to all of them we've, so it's been it's been an exciting been an exciting road and um we're growing uh, which is more exciting um uh, you know the economy kind of kind of put a halt to a lot of stuff but you know we're not we're not losing you know what i mean so we're, we're still winning and, and that's a plus uh, and you guys are always coming out with new products and looking for the next thing and i think that's really important too is you're you're not just trying to make sales you're trying to better the industry and where you can find something that solves a problem so i think that's really nice yeah yeah we we are we're uh you know we're not we're not satisfied with where we're at we're happy with where we're at but we're not satisfied so we're always you know testing new products and and we reach out to our distributors and say hey you know what what do you guys get asked for you know what i mean and they'll they'll tell us something and we'll you know we'll see if it's feasible or if it's something we want to do but you know when that initial contact's made it's 18 to 24 months before you can even think about putting it on the market i mean there's just so much like people think you can do it like that but but you can't put something in a horse's mouth if, it's not tested you know what i mean and that mm-hmm. and that's the thing with us and and we we do some testing like we we give it to vets we have some trusted vets throughout the united states that that use our product and they they believe in our product and and we give them stuff and they try it out for us and they tell us you know they tell us what what do we need to do with it like is it is it good does it need to be better is it you know will it will it work you know mm-hmm. those type of things and and Thank goodness we're blessed with those people that have, have jumped on board with us and, and helped us out. And I think that's one of the things that sets us apart from from other CBD companies is, you know, there's some good ones out there. And I don't I don't take away from none of them that, that do it the right way. You know what I mean? Right. Like, 
do give what you're saying you're giving you know in the bottle yeah do it the right way and you know i don't have a problem with you you're you know it's competition but it's friendly competition right well and when he says like you know they have some trusted vets that they work with and things like that there are a lot of companies that say vet recommended or you know and i'm I'm using quotations here that's legit i was actually just at dr reiner's office yesterday and he was talking about how great the product was and how they loved the products and was specifically Ashley was mentioning his tech there and manager um, the wound care and like yep. we were had a conversation about amazing. it and that was yeah that was just at my performance horse vet so you know there there are actually vets out there and it's I mean that tells you right there it's a really good product because vets are the most skeptical people in the world for uh, new products yeah they are and they they have every right to be because it's their it's their job on the line if they recommend something that doesn't work you know yep. what I mean and 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 thank God for Dr. Reiner's. I mean, he's uh, he's been a huge blessing for us. And uh, if I you know if I got a question about something, you know I'll call him. And you know he did he did the most of the testing on the restore for us. Yeah. We mm-hmm. give him a bunch of stuff and said, here you go, the the worst of worst wounds. I want you to try it on. And like his response to us was, he said, I've been doing this for years and I've never seen nothing like it. You know yep, what I mean? Like exactly it's, what he told me it's, it's crazy. And, and, and the guy that, you know, we, we do most of our stuff in house, all but two products and the restore is, is something that we do. We have a, a friend of ours that's a compounding pharmacist. He does it for us down in the lab in San Antonio. It blows his mind. He's like, I didn't know it would do that. You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it, it's it's that good. Like, yeah. it, it is that good. And it, and I'm not saying because it's our product, but it just is. Like, it's anything that will will help a horse. Like, that's what we're in it for. You know what I mean? We're not in it for the – everybody has – you have to make a living out of it. But we're not we're not looking to get rich. You know what I mean? We're It's so gratifying to see these horses and these people that come back to your booth – that their horse would not stand still for them in the alleyway or in the holding pen or kept kicking the stall doors and they come back and they're like man this stuff has been a blessing yeah you know, that 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 really it really means something way more than a dollar it right. really does right well and i can attest to the restore for sure um because i've unfortunately recently had two wounds and it is amazing how quickly it works and how healthy the wound is that was actually what got me it is it it does heal very quickly um but the wound is so healthy it's so pink it's so it is i've seriously never seen anything like it and i actually do have um i do have some photos that that we're gonna um, share and i know scott has lots of them too but this is personal 100% 100% personal experience. And she's not using it on wounds that she's doing other things with. She's not... No, from the beginning. Yeah. This like, was from the beginning. There was nothing... I didn't do anything else. And you're not bandaging them and scrubbing them and doing all of these things. Uh, like, you're not no. doing it. No. <laughs> and they're, I, that's and they're out in the field. They're and, out in the know, field like, and the flies. Um, I actually... Um, it wasn't a terrible, terrible cut. But, you know, she was outside in the field, in the dirt with the flies this fall. And I didn't hose, I mean, we weren't hosing it. We weren't, I wasn't doing anything except spraying that on there. And it looks, it looks so clean. Like it keeps it so clean. Um, I, I, it's, no it's incredible. Flesh. Like it it's is just, incredible. It's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. So that was one of the things with Dr. Reiner's in the feedback when him and I was talking back and forwards of, you know, is the consistency good enough? Does it need to be a heavier spray, a lighter spray, whatever. But 
the the one thing that I remember him saying is he said I like it because they don't they don't lick it you know what I mean they won't lick it off the flies doesn't get on it but but little does people know and because we don't it, it's not it's not on the label is it actually has a built-in insect repellent and that built-in really? the built-in insect repellent repellent is the terpenes from the hemp plant so so flies are turned off by hemp like they don't like the smell of hemp so they're turned off from it so we use a terpene blend which is also anti uh, fungal antibacterial uh, properties but it also serves as a uh, insect repellent so that's why you're seeing less flies yeah uh, that's really cool and you know it so it, it the and by looking like looking at the wounds as they heal and you know i i get to see it like pictures from day one of people taking them yeah like you can just see it in front of your eyes and especially when you have one of your own and you're watching it every day yep. it's like wow this is amazing like this, this well and is... something she his manager had mentioned to me in particular um on a mare that they tried it on was the relief she said that the mare was like self-mutilating her hawk yeah. and when they started spraying that on there immediately she, it was like a relief and she didn't chew at it anymore mm -hmm. and just way more comfortable in the healing process which is also super nice because you know a lot of times that stuff isn't comfortable and yep yeah it's not and we you know in it's not something that you have to use a lot of like it no. like you, like i still we, have some and i've used it on two horses and um you use it i used it twice a day yeah. and it you know it's not a real big bottle but it lasts a, i still have, i mean i still like, have probably half I, a bottle i treated a wound i treated the wound for 10 weeks which was you know probably two inches long by a half inch wide gap and I used it for 10 weeks, the same bottle, twice twice a day. You know what I mean? And, and I didn't much. have to do it sparingly because I you know, you had endless it. supply. But but it was, I just, it made me know that that there's a lot in that bottle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one bottle is going to go a long way. Yeah, it doesn't it's gonna look get you like through it, an, but it It's going to get you through an injury. Yes. It really is. Oh, for sure. And a bad we can't, injury. We can't stress enough, and we try to tell people, like, they'll pick it up at the on the, on the table, and they're like, man... I don't have anything with an injury now, but when you have it, it's too late. You know what I mean? Right. Have it with I did you. that. Right. I, I just had one. I didn't have it. And I said, Scott, I've been meaning to get this stuff from you for months, like all summer long. And then I needed it and I didn't have it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely get it. Have it in your first aid kit. Um, yeah. You, you, yeah. The first couple of days are crucial in like yes. in, in the healing process. And, well, and it also has a, it has one of the one of the components in it is actually a blood clotting agent as well so you know what i mean like there's so many things in it like the the two main things that's in most of the good wound care products nowadays is silver and honey mm -hmm. okay so we have that in there but we also have a lot of other things that are in that are in it that just have great healing properties and like the blood clotting agent side of it you know what i mean like it's just and they're all natural like it's it's all it's all natural so uh we're i love all of our products but that one right there just gets me like it was truly feel, a feel good inside you know i what feel I mean? like i mean just i don't think honestly i'm not a big believer in a ton of products i have to research it see the studies know the results and then i'll try it and 
um, Restore is, I mean, you guys have a lot of good products, but it is by far my favorite. I'm 100% a believer. I think everybody should have it. And the thing about it is, you're going to use it. Our Like, when our horse is not getting right. hurt. Yep. Yeah, we just <laughs> so it's not like here. you're going to be like, well, I don't want to buy this because who knows if I'll use it. You'll use it. Yeah, it's going to get used. Because, you know, and, and we're, we're starting to use it on different things like scratches and just like... Uh, rain rot kind of things and it's working you know what i mean we yeah got it you for told injuries, me but... to to try it and i actually did and it did work it yeah, worked really well like, so. it, like you know, it's antifungal so you know any any kind of fungus uh you know we're coming up on winter and those horses mm -hmm. standing around in muck and mud and those scratches come around give it a, you know get you some and try it and and no better time than now we're 25 percent off of oh. all of our products except for fortify and and for for the month of november so uh it's a good time to yeah. Jump on the it's website really or holler time. at me or whatever, and we can get you fixed up. But never before seen prices, that's for sure. Right. But, and, you know, and that's part of, you know, we sat down as, as a team and we met some goals. You know, as, as a company, you always set goals for the year, you know, the year coming up and then the next year and five-year goals. And, you know, luckily luckily in, in 10 months, we were able to meet goals that we had uh, – set for the whole year of uh, 2023 so in return we're like you know we've met those goals let's give back to the customers that made us right you know that made that helped us get those goals so so we're you know we're rock bottom prices so uh and that's cool. awesome you're you know you're truly buying from a company that cares and isn't out here to make money so and something else i want to add is they sponsor everything like yes. you guys are oh. so like you're so active in the horse community and and you don't have to beg like like scott is always like hey we'll do you know hey we'll do this we'll do that we'll oh he's messaging this. Like, the show producers yes, most saying, of the time before they ever even get the opportunity to ask him and yes. as a show producer get what they are doing give back to the companies that sponsor our shows and, and he spon they sponsor the every money. they sponsor all of the shows and and we really appreciate that and we, you know, we do we do a lot of money, uh, but but we do a lot of product, like yeah. right. product for prizes and giveaways and those type of things. And that, like that, to us is marketing. Like if I can get it into your hands and it goes into that horse's mouth, that's better than a hundred dollars for added money. Well, you, know you what believe I mean? like in your product if you're company. doing that right. because it's yeah. selling itself. Yes, exactly. And and that's kind of the perspective that we've took on marketing from. From the get-go is you know we get we get calls from barrel horse news emails from different people oh do you want to be the be the center or the front cover your product spotlight for fifty thousand dollars for this month you know and like no like how many people were even going to see it you know what i mean like right so you take half of the people even see it then you take another half of the people who are going to read it right and then another half so now you're down to just a handful of people and it costs us fifty thousand dollars. So, so we're taking that money, and we're at a barrel race, and we allot for so many packs of syringes of focus. And you come up and you say, "Well, you know, let me know a little bit about your product." And we start telling them, and they're like, "Well, I wonder if this would help with this." And we hand it to them, say, "Here, go try it." Right. You come back yeah. and tell us because you know what that three pack of syringes turns into. It turns into a sale before they leave that show. Right. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I'm not saying every every time. Yeah. But eight to nine times out of ten. That that giveaway turned into a sale for us and a new customer. Right. And our retention rate is like, I mean, it's high. Like it's eighty to ninety percent. We right. retain customers. Uh, I mean, you're going to lose a few. Right. But you you know, 
And that's a testament to the product itself. So speaking of a testament to the product, um, do you want to talk a little bit about the company and your your riders and who you trust to put the products in their hands? And yeah, yeah, we can definitely talk about uh, those because you know without the without those people, you know we they they really help they help us a lot uh, to get the product the product name out there. Uh, you know we've. Our motto is trusted by champions and uh, trusted and used by champions, and and that's not a lie. I mean, you, you know, our, our poster child, we like to call our poster child, is uh, Ryan Padone, and uh, Ryan has been a blessing to our company. Uh, we come to her through Sean Willingham, was uh, friends with uh, was was friends with uh, Ryan's family, and, and her brother Lee was a uh, I think he's a bareback rider, NFR bareback rider, and. So we, you know, we kind of got Ryan on board, and uh, she'd done some testing on some futurity stuff because she's a futurity trainer, and she gave us some really, really good feedback. And she's like, "Yeah, I think I want to jump on board." So we started with her, and then we grew from her to Jody Miller, which Jody, you know, Jody dates Ryan's brother, so uh, um, cool. Jody's a futurity trainer as well. Uh, you know, Dustin Angel is one of our sponsored riders now. Uh, Jordan Driver, which, uh, you know, she goes, she's a student at Tarleton uh, University uh, with Michaela Osborne, actually. And, uh, you know, just we got some younger ones and Abigail Poe. Abby's a up and coming superstar in, you know, in the Georgia and the southern part of the, the world. She, you know, she come on board with us. And, um, but, uh, we it, it's amazing the the caliber of horses that 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 the owners trust us to put product into their mouth and you know and it says a lot like i can't speak on some of the people that use our product because it's a conflict of interest with other sponsors that they gotcha. have but but i can tell you this like we you know we'll send texts back and forth from each, each other and they'll be running at a big race or something and it, it it makes you, I mean, it, it's a blessing to look on the leaderboard and look at the... And know who's running top, on your product. The top five in an NFR. <laughs> Those right. horses were running on our product. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's uh, it, it's great. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy. It, it, it'll it it'll give you chills. It, right. it really will. And uh, and that's what keeps us going. You know what I mean? It's being able to, uh, being able to have people like that that trust us and 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 know that the product is working whether it's a focus issue with a you know anxiety issue with the product or or recovery from an injury with our vitality product and you know we, we can get into this a little bit later in another podcast if you guys want but but just trust and just trusting us in general with with the well-being of their horse and you know we we do have some local more local riders uh like uh, katie brown taylor eastridge those those ladies have been really good good for us and we have those in other areas um, of the country as well you know we have some smaller people in georgia um, that that use our product and rep our product and 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 stuff like that but so you know that there's a place for this product whether they're running at a local jackpot or the nfr it is it, it, it there is and and honestly we we know we know that where we're you know that's going to make or break us is the weekend you know the weekend barrel racers you know we can go to these big shows and 
you know, we've been, like I said earlier, we've been to some some big shows. We go to the Pink Buckles, we go to the Ruby Buckles, we go to all the big MBHA shows and the, the BFAs and, you know, we're NFR. I mean, we, you know, we, we've sat in, uh, we've sat in the executive booth of Teton Ridge, you know what I mean? And, and bumped shoulders with those guys, went to after parties and, and, you know, probably one of the coolest places that I've ever been and don't want to get off track, but we was in Decatur, Texas. Uh, we was actually in Fort Worth for uh, ranch sorting worlds and we had to run up and meet Ryan Padone and give her some product. And, uh, while we was up there, we was, uh, said, well, let's run over and see Clint. Well, if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, be uh, Clint Cooper. So uh, so the Coopers, cool. Roy Cooper, which that family is is a legend, legend yeah. of family in, in, in the roping industry. And uh, so we run over and hollered at Clint, and he was actually, it was about 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night, and he's out there in their arena trying to sell horses. You know, they're out there roping. <laughs> right. And... Uh, so as we're driving out the road you you know you're in like in a nice place you know like on their farm and you start driving out through there and you get to the first turn and as you make that right and you look up and there's a big old arch that says the home of 25 time world champion trevor brazil so <laughs> oh so, trevor, so trevor is married to uh, one of the coopers so he's a brother-in-law to them so he lives on the place as well did you so, have imposter syndrome oh gosh I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like how did I get here you know, being, but, but so we, you know we go out and there, we go out and we see Clint and I look over there and, and I'm, I look and I'm thinking who is that over there it's tough you know what I mean like he's getting ready in his <laughs> oh panhandle God. his panhandle dodge or whatever yeah. you know what I mean and I'm like damn we're we're at the freaking Coopers you know what I mean I'm like yeah yeah you know one of those one of those kind of things but but you know when when he was done riding the one thing that i that that i can remember the most is we went into his barn and he put all of his tack up and he said well let's go in here and i think his wife had done called him four or five times for supper and mind you it's 10 o'clock you know what i mean it's 10 o'clock and she said supper's been ready for a while and he's like let's go in here and let's have a drink or something and we went into like their lounge area so we opened up the door and I just start like looking around and there's back numbers from the NFR <laughs> ranging from number ones to thirties to four. There's, there's hundreds of them from so all the whole cool. family. Well, below those are all their uh, trophy saddles from the Aww, NFR. There was no cool. less than 75 trophy saddles. Oh and I'm God. going around looking at them like, <laughs> man, this one's from when and who, who won this one? I'm like, it says world champion tie down roper. And, you know, so you know, we so hung cool. out there a little bit, but but Clint, you know, the Coopers, they were a big, you know, they're a big big believer in our product as well, and and Clint Clint got it into the roping world for us. But uh, you know, with that being said, there's nothing like sitting here at a local barrel race with you guys. You know what I mean? Like it's just we know that that's where our bread and butter's at. Like it's the everyday people that need help. Those those people are world champions. You know what I mean? They right. don't, they don't need much help. We, we need help. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. as, as the local people, we're always looking for the next best thing to, to help us gain, gain just a little. And we know that this is where it's at. Like, it's local. It's not it's not rubbing shoulders with those guys. Yeah, they help us. They right. You know, we have to have them to help us. But, but it's you guys that, in, in, the, in the end, that, that can make or break you as a company. Right. Yep. 
Well, thank you so much, Scott. We have really learned a lot. And um, to wrap things up, we are going to introduce something that we are all three really, really excited about to bring to you guys. So once a month, we are going to be doing a Driven PCR Spotlight where you guys will be hearing more about the product, getting to know about it and how you can effectively and efficiently use it. Hearing testimonials from people um, that have used it firsthand in situations that it's really helped them out in, as well as hearing from some of the sponsored riders and why they believe in the product. And the most exciting thing is we're gonna be doing a giveaway once a month um, for product and merchandise and honestly who knows what else we're just gonna <laughs> leave it open and and see where it takes us so um, I guess that's all we have now I mean we've kept Scott here yeah. for yeah, almost yeah, two I hours appreciate, <laughs> the, appreciate you guys getting me on and, and and being able to be a part of this podcast I think you I think there's a lot to be learned about the product and, and that's what we want to do along with giving some stuff away to you guys and to all the listeners and uh, getting some people on um, that have used the product. And I think, I think it'll spread, spread the light on some stuff and um, you know, I look, look forward to this opportunity with you guys and, and appreciate it very much. Well, we appreciate you. Honestly, we, we really do. And we are excited to work with you guys. Yeah, so everyone just stay tuned for information on the first giveaway. We'll post that on our Facebook at some point. Thanks for listening to our podcast where we're not so rich, not so famous, but, but we're, we're all, all trying, trying to be. be.